Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo, you know what it is. It's Standing A Live. Welcome back with your host, Jay Ford, a.k.a. The Capo. That lets you know school is in session. I'm here with my co-host, the DLC, a.k.a. The Taurus. What's going on, big dog? Oh, man, chilling. Happy to be back in the house of Jason one more time. At least. <laughs> I'm with that one. Uh, thanks for all the fans tuning in as always. Big ups to our sponsors, Conceited Nobody, Says Boxing Academy, as well as Nutrition Plus and Glove to Face. Um, tonight, man, we will be chopping it up with middleweight slash super middleweight Malcolm Jones, um, who is coming off a win this past weekend out on the East Coast in the uh, Boston area. We will also talk about Fury Fight. Uh, with um, Francis, not going Francis. Out. I'm gonna just say Francis. I, I I hate to butcher the last name, Francis. I probably I'll probably Francis. just butchered it. I you think know what I mean? did butcher it. Um, and we'll also talk about other things on the headlines in terms of the scope of boxing these past couple weeks. Um, anything you got to add to the menu before we get to highlighting a couple dates, if you will, on um our this day in boxing. Uh, no, no, none, uh, none off top. Just happy to be back talking about this game we love. Um, more importantly, I'm excited that Malcolm uh, got his victory. So, yeah, that's about the gist of it. Absolutely, man. And that's going to be an excellent interview. And trust me, fans, we are not going to keep you from that. Uh, we will get you to that. But first, as always, we do like to give a little bit of history. Um, on this day, November 2nd, flashing back. Um, in history, 1944, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Michael Buffer was born this day. You know what I mean? And for boxing fans, you're like, oh, man, he's not a boxer. Well, if you're a real boxing fan, you can't say Michael Buffer doesn't belong in boxing conversation in terms of highlights. You know what I mean? So... Uh, for any fan that, that knows, and of course, uh, if you don't know, you really know. You now just you know. didn't know his name. <laughs> but now you, you know. really know. Um, but uh, yeah, big ups to him in terms of the born day. Also on this day in 1996, Big George Foreman won a quiet decision win over Crawford Grimsley in Tokyo, Japan. This was in 1996, which was, I believe, about a year and a half, two years after capturing the world title again at the age of 40, what was it, four? Yeah. That Big George did that. Um, So, the scope of it, fans, I know we usually go in depth in terms of one fighter or another, um, but I just picked a couple things just to put in scope or perspective, if you will. Big George, we've highlighted before, so there's no need to harp. You know what I mean? Um, But I want to talk about the aspect of Michael Buffer as a non-competitor in boxing and just kind of ask you, in terms of my co-host and the fans out there, just kind of think about um, 
your reflection on Buffer. Michael and, and Buffer. And some of the fights he may have called or whatever. Uh, he ain't called shit. He just I mean, did announcements. And that's you know, a, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a billion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's done a billion. He's an icon. He's a person who transcends sports. He transcends boxing. He he made announcing cool, at least from mm-hmm. what I know. Like, I don't know any other. The three people, like, I know him, Jimmy Lennon, and then his brother, Bruce Buffer, who do UFC. Uh, but I know them because him. Like, I pay attention to them because of him. You know what I'm saying? It's like he set the tone for um, – he made a dancing cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say he transcended boxing, he got into the movies. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Things He, he became a, a fixture in entertainment. And his influence is it, it, it's incredible, in my opinion. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. That Those are iconic words so much that he trademarked. Absolutely. Like, you got no announcer going to hop in the ring and say that stuff without getting without paying. You know, come up off that. Yep. So, yeah, he, he's definitely an icon in the sport. And <clears throat> this is that birthday today? 1944, unless my unless my no, record. about the date. It's the second. Yeah, today's the second. Yes, yes, sir. First off, let me get this off. Happy birthday, my sister, yesterday. Oh, that's what's up. Happy birthday, I'm very disappointed that Bobby Knight chose a her birthday. <laughs> That was some sick shit. He took all the attention away, didn't Bobby he? Bobby Knight is my favorite coach in history. Is he for real? Hell yeah. Bobby Knight, I grew up an Indiana Hoosier fan. A lot of uh, people from Anderson went there. Went to IU in the 70s and I early 80s. I can catch that lineage. I and can catch that. I just... So I always fuck with Bobby. I always liked him, man. A lot of people didn't like him. ain't like that. Unnecessarily tough attitude. He's real squirrely, as they say, but... Safe travels to the general. Absolutely. And happy birthday to my sister, Linda. Absolutely. And happy, happy birthday, birthday Linda. To Michael Eugene Buffer. I have no idea if Eugene's his name, but it flowed. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and back on the Buffer thing, I just want to, for me, Buffer is like the Fonz of boxing. Hey. Everybody thinks he's cool. So hey. so the let's get ready to rumble is almost like the hey. Like, everybody knows me for a certain lingo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so with certain things you said in terms of, not only the way he carried himself in the ring, but he, he's Mr. Cool, if you will, of boxing, man. So uh, a big salute on that and, and not to harp on um, this day. But, again, man, I, I think any fan, psh, you all remember him from something. Definitely. Moving on along, man, to our local and regional news. Excuse me. Uh, we want to, again, talk about Magic Promotions. A.K.A. the return of Anthony Sims Jr. to the city, along with many other area favorites, including Curtis Hill Jr. I think Pablo Sanchez is on there, Brandon Johnson, Isaiah Dent. I mean, it's any of your area guys you can think of. I, I, I think this is a, an attempt to bring a breath back to life um, to the city of Indianapolis in terms of us boxing fans who have been neglected. Uh, this show is taking place December 9th. At Tech High School, again, you can look on Anthony Sims' page. Tech can, Arena is it? Is it considered Tech Arena for this for this event? It will. The, I guess they I, will. They're gonna arena. rename it. They're gonna rename it. Yeah. They probably should. You know what I mean? Because it's historic, right? Yeah. It'll be the first event at that particular venue, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
Call Me Magic Promotions, because Standing A Live just gave you something that y'all wouldn't even think about it, because I didn't see that in none of the promotions. See what I'm saying? See how people miss things? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) moving on along, uh, seriously, though, uh, big ups to all those fighters who are coming back, getting back active in terms of, like, your Brandon Johnsons, who have been inactive for for some time, and and just the city getting, getting a card in the city. You know what I'm saying? There's been guys that have been active, mm-hmm. but it hasn't quite been in the city, so to speak. So, again, we hope everything goes well. This is December 9th at Tech High School. Magic Promotions returning Anthony Sims Jr. Um, in terms of to the state of Indiana. Um, moving on along, we're going to take a brief, brief break, um, and then we will come back with Malcolm Jones from the city of Indianapolis, who don't mind saying he's from Indianapolis, no matter where he goes. Shout out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo. All right, that's what's up. We about to bring you right right in, champ. We on live, man. What's going on? We got Malcolm Jones on the air, fresh off his win over Clendovis, or Clendovis, Cleotis, Cleotis Pendarvis. Um, what's going on, champ, man? How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling man. Man, feeling well, man. Thanks again for sharing some time. I know me and you talked um a little bit last week off air and everything and kind of put some things in the air in terms of your upcoming fight and sort of where you are, man. But coming up um, off of this victory, um, we know you're on the East Coast in the Boston area. Pendarvis is a, a veteran fighter who was out of California. Um, just kind of set the scene in terms of the reception of Malcolm Jones under the uh, – Reyes promotional banner out there in Boston. I'm sorry, what, what was that? What did you say? I said just kind of take the fans into how the reception was in terms of Malcolm Jones fighting um, out under the Reyes promotional banner on the East Coast. Oh, it was, it was cool, really, man. It was different because, you know, I, I built my career, you know, in Indy, like right at home. So just the fact that I was able to go you know, across state lines, you know, on the A side. And it kind of felt like, you know, I was kind of at home. I was down there training. I was supposed to be there for three weeks, but I had to cut my trip short, you know, just dealing with some things back here with business. But the people there, they were friendly, treated me different. So I didn't really feel like I was an outsider there in terms of going in somebody else's backyard. It kind of felt like that was like a second home to me or be going to become a second home of mine okay understood understood um and that kind of leads me into my next question in terms of the thoughts from the promoters in terms of not only your performance but how you handle yourself in terms of business being on the road as a professional fighter um i mean you said like how, how do i manage it no i'm saying how did the promoter feel because i know this is a new relationship in terms of you and Reyes promotions. Um, 
So what were their thoughts or what were kind of their feedback, if you will, in terms of you coming out and how you handle yourself as a professional boxer? Uh, well, everything was cool. There, there, there never was any, um, they didn't feel any kind of way about, hey, you got a business or you're a professional fighter. A professional fighter. Um, Reyes actually respected, you know, everything that I had going on. And he, he understood, you know, at the end of the day, you know, business comes first. You know, um, anybody that knows just the ins and outs of boxing, um, you really don't know how this thing is going to go. So um, when I went down there, um, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but um, shit, when I flew out, I mean, I, I jumped right out the plane and sparred my very first moment touching down out there in Boston. You know what I mean? So um, as far as the way I carried myself as a professional, I think that um, Mike, you know, he, he kind of believes in me. He knows that I can be a real deal. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can respect that. Um, talking about the win and just kind of getting back to Capturing wins, getting back on the plus side. Um, we know, again, how this game can be in terms of having stumbling blocks, whether they be personal life or the business of boxing. Um, could you rate your performance for fans? Uh, well, I wasn't too happy with the performance. And, and, and I did watch the fight. And, and after watching it, I felt like I did better than what I felt. But um I, I did keep him on the outside, you know, pretty well, I thought. Um, and after a few rounds, after I kind of felt like I wasn't dominant, and that's more so where I wasn't so happy with my performance. I really wasn't as dominant as I'm used to kind of being in fights. More so, uh, Pendarvis, you know, he was definitely an experienced opponent. Um, I didn't know that he had won titles and contended for titles that he did uh, leading up to the fight with him. But when we were in the... Uh, when we were in the ring, he kind of showed his experience, and I felt like I learned a little bit from that. But also, I felt like I was rusty. So, um, I, I, I felt like I did good, but I know that I could have done better. I mean, I even injured my elbow um, during the fight. Um, so, that's something I'm now dealing with now that I have to wait till I hear back from the doctors next week. But um, I, I think I did okay, but I, I feel like I could have done better, a lot better. Understood, understood. And I know you're someone who's hard on yourself just like any other professional athlete. With that being said, um, I also know we spoke about and you kind of alluded to um, working with some of the guys out in the Boston area with the Reyes promotional banner, if you will. Um, I know you and I, when we spoke, you mentioned your corner was going to be completely new to you, if you will, in terms of working together. Can you talk about that particular mesh in terms of live action and just kind of learning each other, even on a minimal basis on the run, if you will, in terms of fight night. Yeah. So yeah, fight night, that, now that, that's what was new to me because, um, you know, my corner was, was new. Um, I hadn't even, my, my first time working the pads with my corner was the night of the fight. You know, so they don't know me. I don't really know them. Like, say, my trip down there was cut short, um, so I couldn't really train with them the way that we kind of anticipated on training. Um, they just kind of saw me spar, and we had a little bit of bad work and instruction at the gym while I was there. So when we were in the corner, it was more so a lot of conversation going on, and uh, my, my, my corner uh, kind of assured me, to do what I know how to do. 
you know, um, I, if you ever seen me in the corner before, talk to to my trainer Kenny. I like to ask a lot of questions and 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 pick their brain about what's going on in the corner. And I think that was just something, you know, we don't have the chemistry for him to know that that's what I'm doing. Um, to just like, hey, okay, I'm gonna just answer the question that he needs because he's trying to make adjustments while he's in the ring, as well as the instruction I'm trying to give him. Understood, understood, and I can completely respect that. And that kind of alludes to the layers that you may have right now in terms of your first fight from where you are at um, your record right now. Um, I do want to ask you in terms of the pivot um, for somebody who's been Midwest based, whether that's been a choice of yours um, out of loyalty and, and um, respect to a certain degree, if you will, um, what was your main reasoning for going with the Reyes camp in terms of getting up under a promotional banner? Oh, oh yeah, that's a great question. Because, yeah, that, that was something that really my whole career I never really uh, entertained doing. Um, I kind of turned down those in the past. But um, I just um, – I feel like, man, I just reached a ceiling here in Indy. Like, um, I tried to – be a, a team player here and hoping that things could work and we could kind of build something not only for myself and the fighters that, you know, are in my class, but, you know, the next generation of fighters. And it seems like everybody kind of wants to go their own way and nobody really wants to work together and do anything, you know. So when I realized that that was what was going on, like I just set my, my eyes on something else and the Reyes thing kind of, fell in my lap and we talked on the phone a little bit and you know I felt comfortable with working with him and we just kind of clicked you know over the phone and everything was cool so that's why I decided to sign with them and kind of just leave the Indiana thing as far as building boxing in Indiana kind of just put it behind me you know I watch you know guys like Frank Martin Anthony Sims and you even look at old guys like Lehman Brewster they got up and packed up and left and I was one of the dudes that always thought, well, shit, we can be able to build something here. We don't really have to leave, but uh, well, you've got to leave or something. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you, you can't stay here. You know, no, nobody believes in it. Hmm. I think that's a major statement for any youngster who may be listening um, right now. And that kind of poses my next question to you. Um, you spoke of a ceiling and not only different opportunities, uh, but I, I, I don't want to talk pockets, but I want to ask it in this respect. Um, does Reyes Promotions lead you in terms of accumulation <laughs> in a different level or a different uh, pace, even, if you will, than Indiana Boxing has um, in terms of your experience? Yeah, accumulation is what, as far as like training, fights, what, what do you mean? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, dollars. Um, no, dollars, yeah. Definitely yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah, definitely dollars. I mean, you know, even just a local show there, you know, um, I, I obviously not, not a hometown native there so I'm not selling tickets on my first show and you know I get paid you know versus at home you know nobody's working together so you 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 may fight but you probably not want to get paid so I definitely got dollars, you know what I'm saying for, for the fight you know what I mean so <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm laughing Malcolm only because I, I don't think fans understand what club show fighting at that lowest when you're first coming a professional man and I'm laughing because to listen to the growth of not only um your experience and and I haven't been privy to every single step of course but I've been privy to a lot of things that have gone on man and and I just love to hear the experiences and how you can reflect on them you know what I mean because um, not people. Not many people have an understanding of the business of boxing. Right. Yeah. So, with that being said, man, we're here today. You're moving with a new team. What's the biggest lesson learned thus far in your career that will help propel you in the moment you're in right now? Uh, to take my time, really. Uh, that, I think that was one of the biggest things that um, I should have done. When, when when I was boxing here in Indy, um, I think I should have took my time and really followed my gut. It's a lot of stuff that I wish I could go back and turn the hands of time and say, I shouldn't have done that or, you know what, say this, open your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do it then. And now I feel like I'm at a point in my career where everything has to count. So... I'm going to be patient. Like right now, I was probably was looking at possibly fighting in December. Um, depending on the news that I get uh, next week, we may have to postpone that versus before. I'll fight while I'm injured. I'll fight while whatever's going on, and that's just not going to help me in my career at all. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, again, um, I want to thank you so much for your time and I know, again, we talked off air and kind of printed some things, but it's always good to hear on air reactions. And again, congratulations on your win. Um, I do want to just ask before we close out to please share with the fans um, those social media handles so that they can follow and reach out to Malcolm Jones and just kind of keep track. Yeah, Facebook, you know, it's just my name, Malcolm Jones. Follow me on Instagram at unmerciful underscore jones 317 and now i got a tiktok page i ain't posted much on there but you malcolm l jones 92 um you can follow me on tiktok i'm gonna start posting more content on the malcolm l jones 92 you ain't doing them dances or nothing are you 
No, no, no. <laughs> I ain't going to be out here like, like Javante Davis in my drawers. You know, you know. <laughs> I, I know you boxers, you're going to say, this is what I do when I get on the scale at home. When I go 30 days out. This is how I weigh myself 30 days out. No, all seriousness, um, thank you again, Malcolm. And I know my co-host has a couple comments before we close out. What's okay. happening, man? Congratulations. Okay. Hey, man, I was excited to see you got that win, man. Always a fan. You know, we always your fans over here, man. Fans and friends. Like to yeah. see you win in and outside the ring, man. So, congratulations on that victory. Thank you. Thank you. You got to take over Boston, man, like you uh, Paul Pierce or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. they real cool down there, man. I like the vibe. Yeah, man. So, congratulations, man. We're looking forward to your next fight. Rest up and get healed, man. Come back 100% and do it again. Yep, thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for your time, MJ, man. We'll holler, big dog. All right, y'all take it easy. Have a good night. You as well. All right, man. You heard it right there. Malcolm Jones on air, 160, out there on the East Coast doing his thing. Boston strength. Boston, out there eating lobster tails and everything. Doing this thing, man. So, congratulations to him. And it's always good, again, to hear someone talk about the scope of Indiana but not slander it in the sense of putting things in perspective for some that may not know right. um, in terms of why someone may need, may leave a certain region um, to attain certain goals. Um, so, again, I, I think it behooves not only us in terms of looking at it from the perspective of why people vacate, but also how we also need to be better at cultivating right. because we're able to do it. I mean, it's seen in terms of people being able to leave this small market, if you will, and go out and do bigger things. Yet, why can't we make our smaller market even better, I think, is the better question. I, I believe it's just because there's no support here. Hmm. We we can blame. It's, it's the toughest thing in the world is to blame the fighters. When these fighters hmm. usually get started, they they still relatively young. You know what I'm saying? They young, and I blame the promoters as opposed to the fighters. The promoters hmm. don't do enough to um, be co- be a cohesive unit. It's too many chiefs. You know what I'm saying? Every day somebody want to be the next big thing as opposed to just as far as Indiana go, we see the blueprint, how to promote boxing in Indiana. And that's in North uh, East Indiana with Bobby Hitz. Bobby Hitz stays within his region and he, he gets yeah, fighters he from does. around that region. He don't try to, Bobby Hitz not trying to be Don, uh, Bob Aaron. That's true. He's not trying to be uh Shelly Fingal. He's not trying to be Lou, uh, what's the name? Lou, Lou DeBella. Lou DeBella. He's not trying to be – he's comfortable being him, whereas I believe the promoters around here have this thing in their mind that is superstardom at, at at the crossroads. So I believe that the promoters here took it serious and had the best interest. This is the key thing, the best interest of the fighters at their hearts. Then it would be more successful. So a fighter like Malcolm has to get up out of this environment to thrive. Uh, Anthony said did the same thing. Frank did the same thing. I believe the key is to go out, then come back. If you can go out, make a name, then you can come back, do shows here and things like that. I think it'll um, it, 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 it work better that way. But just trying to be one person just to carry uh, Indianapolis or Indiana for that matter. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, almost. yeah. 
I can agree with that. And I, and I love the point you just brought up because I really didn't. Honestly, nothing I'm not familiar with hits, of course, but put it in that perspective of non-competition. Just understanding it's okay to control a region. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think sometimes that you can get caught up in the entertainment of boxing. And for the non-casual fan, what I mean by that is some people who may be attracted to a show. You know what I mean? Whether it's a professional athlete, actress, blah, 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 blah. Or it even may be the promoter's gadget to bring in somebody that will inspire extra ticket sales just to be in the room with X, Y, and Z. Right. Regardless, Bobby Hitz has always been one of those has had, who has had success with a mix of both. He had uh, <coughs> my man, uh, golly, I can't believe I can't think of his name right now, man. The little comedian dude that's in old school. The tall dude, man, the little dry humor guy, man. Not Will Ferrell, the dark-haired guy. Oh, damn. It's in old school. He was, he was the radio dude in old school, the dude that had the speakers and shit. And he's like, my baby can't hear this. Like, about, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. So you're going to have Vince Vaughn there, man. I've, I've been around. So that's what I mean about the mix of that. But uh, I want to give kudos to the fact of that analogy of someone who's comfortable in their own skin, as they say, and just gets his money. However it comes, controls his shows, how they go. Uh, He's had Roy Jones there. Uh, Man, perfect analogy, man. Perfect analogy. Uh, Moving on along, man. Let's talk a little national news before we get out of here. Uh, Tyson Fury survives via split decision over Francis, the MMA champion, in a boxing performance, which I think was surprising to some. The only reason I say that, fans, is a strike is a strike, right? A punch is a punch. Whether you MMA or whatever, when you're in a combat sport, you know how to be violent. I guess my question to you, uh, Big Dog, in in terms of my co-host, is thoughts in terms of Francis's performance against the lineal heavyweight champion. Um, he, Francis, he, uh, I didn't watch the fight. I saw the highlights. I saw the shock and all. I mean, I look, I think Tyson Fury, he got out there, got that bag, but he did a disservice to his legacy. Mm-hmm. It's almost comical that a person who's never had a professional boxing fight is out here going toe-to-toe with the supposed best heavyweight in the world, the lineal champion, the man. Um... I did get a gander at the highlights. The knockdown was a knockdown. Um, no matter what Fury tell me, you can't tell me he trained. He said he trained twelve weeks. I don't think he trained twelve minutes for this fight. <laughs> he didn't look. He 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 was just out there. He was right. just out there. He just out there horse playing. And Francis actually had some technique. He had the will to win. And at the end of the day, he's a man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's a man, and he felt like he could win this fight. It's embarrassing if I'm Tyson uh, Fury. It, it's, it's very embarrassing. I don't care how they spend that shit. I can agree with that. And I think if you look at some of the topics throughout uh, the boxing week, regardless of what public publication you may be looking at, there was two sides of the coin. There was, okay, where is Tyson Fury right now on a 
serious level, you know what I mean, and is he vulnerable? And then is a guy like Francis viable, you know what I mean, in the sense of boxing? We we and I hate to say this, not making the comparison, but just the point of transition of a guy like Kimbo Slice. So you take a popularity and you try and train him to be a pure striker because he does have power and he does do certain things with his athleticism, be that what it may. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you try and transition him into a different pool of money um, in terms of what you may be able to do? I, Francis. Yeah, I don't know how real this is. They said he's been getting calls from other heavyweights. I don't know if that's something to say, hey, let's fight Francis and let's look better than Fury did. Yeah. Or if it's something that people are saying, hey, let's see if we have a real product that can be developed. And maybe this is an individual who helps us cross over fans. I I, I don't know. I, I I'm serious. I'm, I'm I'm looking, and as I read both sides of the coins again, I didn't I didn't produce any of the uh, journalism pieces, but it, it kind of like makes Francis you think. What do you think? Is, is that a fighter like Francis? His stature, um, his natural strength, his athleticism, like his toughness. That's a tough fight for Tyson Fury. It's either somebody who's super quick, like uh, relative compared to him, like uh, Cunningham was, mm-hmm. like they're hoping that Usyk can be, or somebody who's sturdy. We seen that with Oscar Whalen. Uh Tyson Fury, man, he he's he's a weird fighter for me, and I say all that to say that I don't think not, uh, Francis will have the same type of uh, success with any other top heavyweight. heavyweight. Hmm. It's it's a farce because WBC talking about putting him in the top team. So can you imagine like they just leapfrogging over you? It was a good performance for what it was, man. But I'm not overly impressed. Some people call it a robbery. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. I wouldn't have called it a robbery. Um, I watched the replay. I did not watch it live. Um, but I I will say the novelty, man. I think sometimes the money and the entertainment value and the 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 everything that they do with a especially a, a Tyson Fury fight right. on the entertainment value and making sure those ads pop and everything else, I think that's why he gets a chance. Now I'm in total agreement. That's the sad part of boxing that the dollar value outweighs almost the. Um, the skill, uh, the 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 pure boxing value. Right. I guess I I won't even say skill, man, because that sounds disrespectful to a guy who's again a violent fighter. But I think you're also right, nail on the head with the styles make the fights, and then so a Jared Anderson, and I understand he's a much younger fighter than Fury. Uh, much less accomplished, if you will, in terms of titles. But I'm saying in terms of agility, bigger guy, uh, also a striker, it's a different fight than fighting a Fury who's 6'8", or whatever he is, 9, a little slower, crafty as well, but it's a different delivery and a different movement. Jared beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Jared beat the shit out of him. 
So that that I'm and just they, trying they, to they give it to stay away from that wilder shit. But yeah, but but see, that's what I'm saying is is kind of stirred him into the mix. Like you're saying, if the WBC truly does catapult people, put him above 15, or even put him in top 15, top 20, because even then you can still get a title shot. People don't realize. You do not have to be top 15, top 20 to get a title shot. I mean, uh, top 10, rather. You could be 15 to 20 and still get a shot. You know what I'm saying? They will find that worthy because you're within that sanctioned body. But regardless, um, I I just find it interesting to see how one, like you said, from one fight can catapult somebody else's years of work and yeah. being it's a titleist, not being a title. But but that bag is real, man. It goes like to show like, like that it's when it boils down to money. Truly. Truly. Um, with that being said, um, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about, and, and of course I'm going to leave it to you as well in terms of anything else we may have. But upcoming bouts this weekend, November 4th on zone. We have some IBF Junior lightweight action in terms of a title bout. Uh, we have a WBC cruiser bout, which is pay-per-view, which I just kind of, man, we ain't going found that a little difficult. <laughs> I mean, just because, and, I, and we also have talked about this numerous times of how that cruiserweight title is still like that lost uh, division, if you will, in terms of eyes and... Who's the greatest cruiserweight champion ever? Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, yeah, we've been there, done that. But, again, there's cruiserweight action on pay-per-view. Um, and then there's also ESPN Plus, which has some heavyweight action with uh, F.A. Ajabba. Ajabba? Ajabba? Um now look, he's fighting Joe Goodall, man. Don't don't Big start. Joe. He's fighting Joe, man. Joe down from down the block out there in Jersey. Yeah. Eat all them Philly sandwiches. He's fighting him and shit. <laughs> shit. No, but for real, I know uh Jabba is somebody they're trying to bring along. I understand there's something with that with the heavyweights, but I also feel like there's enough cooking with the heavyweights that we got to stop the bullshit sometimes. Fuck that. Ajabo fought good his last fight. You know what I mean? He fought uh, Buski. He was the person they were trying to line up to fight uh, Jared Anderson. Yeah. And he beat him by disqualification. He was clearly dominating dude. Started and going low blows mm-hmm. on that shit. So Ajabo, he got back on uh, track. He had lost to Frank Sanchez. So this... This was in August. This is a quick turnaround. That's, I had to look this up, make sure I was looking at the right person. Yeah, no, that's the right guy. He back on it, man. Mm. And and I think the heavyweight division, although um, the casual fan, although many fans may not be familiar with names, um, there's a lot of activity within the heavyweight division. Uh, young, older, rejuvenated, trying to get rejuvenated. Um, I, I think the heavyweight v- division is something that can heat up. I think the the question will become the future of Fury. Which direction does he go? We know the fight with Usyk is is being uh, postponed due to, I believe it was a cut received in the fight or sparring or some somewhere he got cut. You know yeah. what I mean? So bottom line is you're looking at a shuffle, and then once Fury decides to retire or gets beat by someone that creates such a uh, power vacuum 
in terms of the heavyweight division of um, either you're taking the belts and running to the country and hiding or you coming out and you just trying to clean up everything and you stay a heavyweight champion for quite some time. That's really where I look at the heavyweight division and going. I think it's, it's, it's some young blood out here, some young bucks coming up. Uh, Fury, the Fury Wilder, even the Usyk era is almost over. Mm-hmm. It's coming to an end, as all eras do. And I think it's just time for the young boys to take over. It'll um, be interesting to see. I, I, I think it's it's going to be a division that comes back to the charisma of some of the other heavyweights of the yesteryear. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You don't yeah, think nobody no. cares if, if, nobody if somebody came out with half a personality? Listen, I'm going to read off the top ten according to Box Rick. Oskander Usyk, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Daniel Dubois, Otto Whalen, Ziggy Zhang, Joe Joyce, Marek Gassiev, Dillian White, <laughs> Flip Hergofigan, Derek Chisor, Barton Bloch. Joseph Parker, F.A. He always does this to me, fans. And then Jerry Anderson caps off the top 15. That sounds like uh, some prejudice because you named off every – we can't even say their names right, but no, saying. that proves a point, yeah. though. No, it definitely proves a point. It, it's just crazy. I think, again, though, somebody can shock the world, just start that Tyson, and I'm talking not Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson, like – Oh, man, he done got that one title and then start to snowball. Mm. I think we can start to see something change, but I definitely agree we are in a changing of the guard in heavyweights and even the popularity of the heavyweights who think they are still top heavyweights right now. Right. With that being said, anything else to add to the gumbo, big guy? No, man, thank everybody for tuning in with us, the uh, best boxing podcast on this side of each in the east side of the Mississippi. Uh, shout out to everybody who rock with us. Shout out again for Malcolm for getting that victory. And shout out to Anthony Sims and the guys on their upcoming promotions. Absolutely, yeah. man. And we'll be in touch. We'll we'll keep staying staying true and, and, and through to this game of boxing. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Big ups to our sponsors, Conceited Nobody, Says Boxing Academy, as well as Nutrition Plus. And glove to face. They'll punch you in the face over that way. Anyway, man, thank you again for tuning in. Be sure to share and tell a friend. Peace. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.